All right, Chime Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Uh, we got a problem this morning, Chris Chime. How you doing, buddy? I'm wonderful, Mutt. What's the problem? The problem is I've noticed, uh, I don't notice, but uh, I, I've, I follow you on Twitter, and you tweeted out yesterday, uh, Team USA playing Netherlands Saturday morning. The drinking starts early, to which I was wanted to respond, you do podcasts on Saturday morning. So what are we doing? We usually do a live podcast Saturday morning at 1030. Your team's playing at 10. You're going to be having alcohol. How are we going to schedule our football podcast for picks and props? Okay. Um, Have you thought about this yet? Nope. (laughs) I didn't even think about it. I completely forgot. I completely forgot my responsibilities. Bad job by me. Um, mm, Let's see. What if I – what don't, if what if I don't drink for the USA game and we record the podcast right after the game? That's impo- it's not possible. <laughs> it, not possible. Not possible for you. I, it's I would, 10 a.m. Want... It's possible. Not please. Are you kidding me? You got a producer show? Rush home? No way. You're not. There's no way you're going to stay sober for that game. <laughs> do you want to do it Friday then? Whatever. I I'm fine. I want to make it. No. I I, I am uh, busting balls. Whatever is easiest for you. You tell me right now what is best for your schedule. I, I think you'd probably rather not record the podcast up against Team USA. True. Is my guess. All right, then maybe we do a Super Megapod on Friday. Picks and props. If you'd like to do that, we can do that. It's going to be a Super Megapod because we'll be reacting to whatever happens Thursday night as well. Oh, true. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, uh, Yeah, the Super Megapod on Friday. If you, if you are available to do that, let's do that. I can probably do that uh, Friday at about uh, noon. Perfect. I could do it. That works wonderfully for me. So I still want to do the video. I still yes, want to get definitely. I want the video side yep. of it. So we'll, be, we'll, do we'll be live it, uh, on Twitch and Twitter. Yeah, because I want you focused on your soccer. You I appreciate you. After you got burned on the over yesterday, I feel like you deserve to, to watch your team lose 3-0 on Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, they won't all right, so lose that, 3-0. There you go. So we'll, we'll preview all things Pats uh, oh, in full tomorrow, a little bit today, because some, some line movement I need some, some answers on. Uh, and then we'll do full preview with picks and props for Patriots Bills tomorrow and then our actual podcast on Friday morning. So that worked for you. That works Friday, uh, Friday at lunchtime. That works swimmingly for me. And then I'll give you Saturday to focus in on uh your soccer team. Who did win yesterday? Uh they won 1-0. Uh you had the over. You should have had the over, but there was an offside by literally like was it I think the 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 not the replay I saw but that screenshot they used the VAR system. Yep. They used shine the the still shot from that. He was definitely offside, but it was like but had to be like an inch. An inch or two. Yeah, least. it was barely. And, and I was uh, I think I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this. I've talked to a couple people about this. It's, it's like when you watch it, 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 I think eventually FIFA will be like, mm, we want more goals, and they will adopt the almost uh, blue line style offsides that the hockey has in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the idea that it's like as long as any body part is behind the final defender, you're on sides. Whereas in this case, uh, as offside stands right now, that is not the case. Um, but, like, last night's goal would have been a goal if that was the case. So I think you could see FIFA shift in that direction if they decide they want more goals in their games at some point in the future. Um, but unfortunately for me, he was just a hair offsides. Just just a hair. But they did win. They did advance. Sure did, baby. one nothing. Oh, God, it was the most stressful final ten minutes of my life. Uh, in that game, I, I almost broke my glasses at one point. I believe um, that. And believe uh, that. my girlfriend was laughing at I've me. I've never seen you happened. wear glasses. That's actually uh, breaking news. You wear glasses? Yeah, I wear glasses all the time. 
feel like I haven't noticed you wear glasses. Well, yeah, because most of the time when you see me, I'm wearing contacts. Uh, I prefer to wear contacts, um, but when I get up super early in the morning and there's a chance I take a nap in the middle of the day, I have to wear daily contacts because my eyes had an allergic reaction to like the monthly contacts, whole thing. So if I take daily contacts out, I have to throw them away, and it's basically like a waste of a whole day. So normally, when I work the morning show, unless I know I'm going to be up all day, no nap, uh, I wear my glasses just in case. And that's Talking Contacts here go. on the Beck UL Boston yes, podcast. Sir. Uh, I do not want to pick on this game yet. We're going to have two more podcasts from now and then. During the Friday Super Pod, you can give us your official pick. I did see they're about, what, 3-1, to 3.5-1 to one to win outright on Saturday morning? That is correct. Netherlands? Yes. Okay. So uh, Netherlands are heavy favorites. Unless you have a pick now, people should. Nope. Bet, unless you want to tell people to bet the thing now. Nope, not yet. Uh, I uh, I need to I need to sit on this. I need to think about it. I uh, can also celebrate your Bruins wins last night. Your Bruins won, and you gave us the over in a 17 goal game late night in the NHL. Yes, I did, Michael Monansky. Uh, I said over six. <laughs> we cashed that in the first period. It was three to three. So I knew at very worst we would go into overtime or a shootout, and I would get one more goal, uh, which means winner, winner, chicken dinner. Granted, I was already asleep. Like I said, set it and forget it. Bet. Yeah, set it or forget it. Romp appeal style. You know, I woke up, saw it was nine to eight in overtime, and I go, oh Jesus, that's. That's the greatest, easiest cash I've ever had in my life. Well, you didn't watch it, so it was definitely it was no stress. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. No stress whatsoever. No stress whatsoever. It was perfect. Uh, pay, uh, see, the Celtics are nine, nine and a half point favorites tonight against the Heat. Jalen Brown is questionable. There are no props available uh, for the Celtics side of it yet. And at this point, um, you bet against the Celtics at your own risk. They're shooting 58% yep. effective field goal percentage, which Matt Moore, the Action Network, suggested yesterday. Uh, when he did his betting power rankings, if the Celtics shoot like this, they're going to win the NBA title, and it won't be particularly close. They are trending towards the top five defense, best offense in the NBA by far. They are 17 and four, and I'll tie this into the Bruins for one second. Went to the Patriots. This is kind of a uh, uh, maybe, well, it is sort of betting wise because mm-hmm. with the Celtics, and I didn't bet any futures on the Bruins. Shime, I, I would, it's not my my forte, so I'm not diving, but dip my toe in the water there. But I have multiple futures on the under. 54, 55, 55 and a half, I think three different unders on the Celtics win total. They're 17 and four. They're flipping wagon. And what my big theory was, well, two theories. One, they're going to rest their guys more than last year and try to prepare for the playoffs more. That has not happened so far as of yet. But number two, like, oh, Ime Udoka's not there now. Oh, now it's Joe Mazzulla. Of course there'll be drop-off. Between Montgomery taking over for the Bruins and Ime taking over for the Celtics and both teams being flipping wagons. Do we overrate coaching? Is there a chance we overrate it? Because I never would have thought with new coaches these two teams would have started like a house of fire the way they have. Yeah, I mean, you and I were both kind of on this. We both kind of thought, oh, the under on the win total makes the most sense here. The win total is way too high, highest in the league, blah, blah, blah. But maybe we do overrate coaching. Or maybe he may set these guys at least on the right path before while he was here, right? He kind of he showed them the way more or less. And now, now that they've been shown how to do, you know, you lead a Lead a horse or lead a teach a man to fish. He fishes or he's not hungry for a lifetime. Something like that goes save this, yeah. please save this. It save goes, it. goes like that somewhere. <laughs> I don't, I forget. What is he give a man a fish? He, he's fed for a day. Teach a man to fish. He's fed for a lifetime. There you thing. go. Boom. It Nailed Got it. it. Nailed it. Um, and, and maybe that's kind of what he may brought, right? <laughs> Where it's like as a coach, he kind of taught them how to cooperate as a team, as a, as a unit these particular guys, uh, and then Joe Mazzulla is kind of just reinforcing that now, but they already kind of know what, what they want to do. They, they have an identity as a team. They're comfortable with each other, uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe we overrated the departure of Ime Udoka. 
Yeah, they've just been unbelievable. So I, I can't suggest any bets for or against them. The Heat have struggled to start the year. They're 10-11. and 11. Uh, And the Celtics were up 23 points at halftime with no Jalen Brown on Monday. Yeah, like, it was 78-55. Eddie House said in the halftime, hey, just keep it going. Like, yeah, you think they're up 23, Eddie. And you got Luke Cornett and the Scrubs playing a lot of minutes. So uh, I can't make a reasonable argument to start betting against the Celtics yet. I tried to a couple weeks ago that it was that they're going to stop shooting at some point, you know, fade them. Maybe that's the case, but uh, there's no indication tonight. Even if Jalen Brown does not play against a Heat team out to a slow start, this will be the night. But Celtics Heat, first to twice, they're going to play twice. So uh, there at least there's some, I think there are some uh, systems out there that will tell you on Friday when they meet again that the under might be the play. Um, but I already got burned on that because they yes, played Cleveland in overtime on Saturday, played them again on Monday, said, oh, they can't go over again, and they went over. So <laughs> I'm not sure I'll buy back in on that. But both teams are a wagon. Like, the, even the commentary on it, Shime, we were talking about it a little bit last night on my show. Like, what do you – like, from a sports radio standpoint, besides sitting there and, like, filleting how great – like, what are you supposed to say? They're, they're, they're wagons right now, both teams. What's, yeah, I mean – There's no disagreement. There's no other side of it. They're both really good. Like, are you really going to do the – in 2022, are they peaking too soon? Like, you can't do that. So what, what's the commentary other than, boy, these two teams are really good? I, I think the only angle you can take really is that, okay, you see how good these teams are. Is it now championship or bust? Right? Like, that's the one kind of perspective I guess you could look at it. Are you satisfied with just a – conference finals appearance are you satisfied with just a champion like a stanley cup or nba championship appearance or at this point they're so effing good that they need to win the whole thing um and i think that kind of i think you can kind of go that way also i mean this bruins record at home is stupid and it's getting to the point where they're just like they might be the best one of the best bruins teams ever assembled like it's like they've won 20 if you count back to last season right regular season 20 in a row i saw ray Kraft point that out last in night yeah a row the record i want to say was 22 so i mean if you beat colorado and vegas two of the best teams in hockey by the way in your next two games you've tied the record for longest win streak at home and, and, like, you're beating good teams. You're not just beating up on scrubs. This is not boogeyman Patriots defense, oh, number one defense in the league by, a, like, a quarter mile just because they're beating up on bad teams. No, you're beating teams like the Lightning twice. You're beating teams like Vegas and Colorado and and, and, and Florida and all. Like, man, it, it, you're getting to a point where it's like, okay, it's way too early, but how good? How really good are these teams? Yeah, and it's November, so it's way too early to to, to start crowning them anything. But I, you, you, as you're talking, it made me think like the 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 point here would be, you know, for these two teams, like th- th- these windows do not last long. So Correct. the pressure should be on the Celtics and the Bruins to be adding significantly whatever they can at their respective trade deadline. Especially you know? the Bruins. Like, knowing but, Patrice Bergeron, yeah. this could be his final year. You don't know how long David Krejci is going to be here. You don't have a contract established with David Posternock. So, like, those three guys are massive, massive pieces on this team. And, and the window is, right now, minuscule. This is it. This. Yeah, this yeah, is this it. Is this is, it. is their final shot. And Cam yeah. Neely admitted it. Like, he thinks that some of these guys are playing, or the team was playing at a higher level. I think he said this about a, a couple weeks ago before they really got hot. He thinks there's, like, this like last run you know, last dance, you know, Jordan the Bulls mentality among the Bruins. I don't think the Celtics in the same scenario. Um, they went all I in agree. the offseason. They tra- they brought in Gallinari, brought in Brogdon. So they they sort of already went all in. 
They need to get Robert Williams back if they're going to make a deep run. But, I mean, they're two, three games ahead of Milwaukee already. Tatum's a legit MVP candidate. But you're right. The Bruins, even more so than the Celtics, it is their responsibility now to do whatever they can to add in and around the trade deadline. Even if they don't end up keeping this great pace going, they've shown here in the first month plus they're a contender. Don't rest on your laurels. And if you know, – uh, uh, go, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, finish your thought. I, I apologize. I'm just saying you, you're, you're too young I'm for excited. this, but one of the big knocks on the Bruins when I was a kid in the late 80s, early 90s was that – and the blame would be on, on, on Jeremy Jacobs and ownership – like, they, they wouldn't add for Bork or Neely. Like, they, yep. they would never add to those guys, and they just didn't want to spend money. Uh, Harry Sinden, all these things. It was, it was a long-running topic for Glenn Ordway and many in the city of Boston. They can't do that this time around. They owe it to the fan base, owe it to this group of players to add here at the deadline. So that better be the case here. And the way they're playing, the way the Celtics are playing, same goes for both teams. Championship window is open. Do not let it pass you by in 2023. 100%. Yep. Like, you have to go full way of the ramp. You have to sell everything you can to get as yep. much talent in this building as you can to get that title because your window is now. It's going to be closed after this year. You have to have it, especially for the Bruins. Like the Celtics window is a little bit wider, but the Bruins window, it's it's now or never. And you're getting amazing goaltending now, not just out of Linus, but Swayman was freaking awesome last night. He was nails for you in that game against the Lightning. Yep. Um and so if both of these guys are going to be hot and both of these goaltenders are going to be good, like you need to add as much talent as you can. At one point, you were going to cut Nick Felino from this team. He now has as many points this season as he had all of last year. Like that's the level that these guys are playing to. Um, and, and so one way or another, you have to find pieces that you can add. Pre- I would prefer a defenseman. I'm fine with moving off of Carlo to get a much better stay-at-home, bigger defenseman in here um, and, and to really kind of shore up that back end outside of McAvoy Lindholm. And I particularly think Forbert's actually really good for this team. So I, I need one more. Bi- preferably, if you're going to go make a move, I want a big defenseman or I want a guy who can score goals like it's nobody's business. Those because- are the two, two things I think you can add because we'll be so into the Patriots tomorrow I'm just going to mention this for a second now because now that it's come up the Celtics are the favorite to win the NBA championship significantly at, at plus 360 Bruins are the second choice by the avalanche at plus 550 so the first and second choices respectively in their leagues yep uh, Brad Bryant came on the show I think it was last Friday and talked about something he has done and I've not done this shine but you you can now at these sports books you can parlay like uh, an individual result with a future. And he yes, was telling us on the air, like he was all last year, like he he loved uh, the – it didn't work out for him. But the Cowboys played the Bucks to open the year. I don't know if it was this year or last year. I'm forgetting now. But all summer long, he was doing like one and two piece parlays with like a, a random baseball game and then the for the, the Cowboys to win that opener. And it not and that doesn't always double your odds, but in a lot of cases, it turns like five to one into nine to one, just by parlaying a couple of like one item with a future. And so I, I'm not advising people to do this, but you're getting terrible. I mean, from what you could have gotten a month ago or two months ago, the odds are terrible. But the Celtics and Bruins, basically, what the number is now, where so it was, so you missed out on the window. There are some fun opportunities for a couple of bucks a night to do some some parlays. Like, hey, Shine gives you a Bruins bet. $10 parlay with that with the Bruins doing the, the, the cup f- final. Because all you need is the team then to get to the playoffs, and then you got some hedging opportunities just to make a few bucks back. 
So I've never done this, but as I'm talking about, like this would be the scenario you do it. They look like wagons early in the year. The odds are only going to float up, but you want a little piece of the action. There's a way to do, you know, some some individual game parlays with these futures and hold these tickets that'll boost up the odds on what is currently three and a half to one for the Celtics, five and a half to one for the Bruins. And then they're like they're little lottery tickets you get to hold the rest of the year yeah. with better odds than what you're getting right now. Currently off. Yeah, often, I so. uh, as someone who holds a Bruins Stanley Cup winner ticket, uh, yeah, uh, like it's 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 interesting to think it's fun. Of it like that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for you, right? Yeah. Oh, I, oh my God. Yeah, this is uh, an absolute blast. Like for example, I'm just curious if I wanted to parlay the Patriots money line tomorrow, and then go over to the NBA. I'm doing this live on the air on an app, and you go over to futures. I picked the Celtics at three plus three sixty. Wow! Uh, you turn that into eleven to one. I, I'm just I, I, I again. I had never thought about doing this. This is why he's really, really sharp. Brad Bryant from Ohegan Suns FanDuel Sportsbook. I never thought of doing this, but I mean, you can replace that Patriots money line with almost anything, and turn that three to one into like six to one shine. And if you get the win. You'll, you you turn the Celtics 3 to 1 into 6 7 to 1 so double the odds so it's available for you it's a, it, again this is wow. a pizza money type of thing but if you like if you want to have some action on the Bruins and Celtics but like oh man i missed out on the best window you can do some stuff in short money to have some action the rest of the season so one of the things I, now now that you mentioned that i think what i will do this weekend the Bruins play the Avalanche the two favorites in the NHL to win the Stanley Cup at the current moment they play the Avalanche on Saturday I, why wouldn't I want to just toss in Bruins money line bet with the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup as a future? Because like if they beat the Avalanche, the odds are just going to get worse. Like that's like oh, I might do. I might take a look at this. And well, because they're playing the Avalanche, they're probably not going to be heavy favorites at home. So that money line number is going to be really nice. Shime, I, I, again, let's say you love the Bills tomorrow. Okay, yep. you can turn Celtics plus three sixty Bills money line into almost six to one for the Celtics Holy to win the smokes. championship. I, I had never thought about doing this. I, I want to revisit it with, with Bomber Brad because it's it just – it's an outside-the-box way of thinking that is uh, – by the way, 99 times out of 100, nil. No, 999 times out of 1,000, it ain't going to hit. You're betting a future in the NBA championship or in the NHL in November, and you're betting it a week at odds that are worse than they were a month and a half ago. So, like, are you going to hit these consistently and get rich off it? Probably not. Can you double the odds on a team you like here in Boston and root for that looks like a contender in November? Yes, you can. So, and, and by the way, once they get to the playoffs, you know, okay, I have like $80 invested in the Bruins to win. Like, I don't know, it'll probably be at that point, like you know, a couple hundred maybe in the thousands. I can hedge off of that by betting individually, hedge against them in series. Once, oh, all, you, all you need them to do is get to the playoffs to have a hedge out scenario. That's it. And right now, the Celtics at Bruins time, they're going to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they're going to walk into the playoffs at this point. Wow. So this I, is I, a really I, interesting interesting way to approach this. I like this. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, on the, the, the Bruins, uh, I'm sorry, on the Bruins, on the, uh, the Patriots and Bills tomorrow, I wake up today, the line is four. Is this, is this a Bills are sick thing? This whole buzz about the Bills being sick? Is it has this, to be, right? Because have you seen the money on this game? I, I I have it pulled up. I was going to let uh, you go ahead. Yeah, so the Bills are getting 57% of the bets still, but 74% of the money is on the New England Patriots. 
Where's all this money coming from? Who the hell decided that the Patriots are good all of a sudden? <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. Um, I, I should know. I should know this. This is what, this is our job to know. But, I mean, I, I, the projections have it. You know, I, a bunch of the projection systems I look at, you know, have it, they, they have the number closer to seven than three. Yeah, that's what I – so – the projections, I, I, I'm not going to give them any. I, the projections I look at have it like a little, like five and a half, six. So they had, they opened it right, and now it's going the other way on, like you said, significant Patriot money. If you look at the Action Network, they're showing bet signals as sharp action, big money, and top experts, all three of those, on the Patriots. That makes no, it makes no sense to me. I, I Back when the Patriots had just lost to the Vikings, the next day on the radio, Curtis asked me, is there a line for the Patriots game? Uh, against the Bills. I didn't see one, so he asked me what I would guess the line would be. I said somewhere around 5.5 to 6.5. Came out at 5.5. I was like, yep, that's where it'll be. It won't really move much at all all week. It's now down to 4. What am I missing? And that's that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Like, I'm sitting, I'm, at this point, I'm going to play the Bills. Uh, I am, I'm, Four four points is is just not enough. I, I, I hear think. I hear you shine, but don't you feel like we walk? I'm mi- missing something. Seriously, we there's something we are missing. I feel like we're walking into a trap. Does does the the people betting this? thing, are the bills sicker than they're letting on? Like I I, I don't know. I'm gonna do, I'm doing a radio hit today in Buffalo at three twenty five, and I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna let say guys, I'm a, I'm your guest, but I have the first question. What am I missing here? What am I possibly missing here? Because it feels like like. It's a, it's a trap. That's what it feels like right now. It really does. It, it, like so, there, there, there has to be something I'm missing that I don't see that somebody else does. Because right now I'm, I'm firmly on the Bills at this point. And I, I mean, just, this guy I don't Bill understand. Belichick, this dude walked into the Bills locker room last year after the postseason game to basically genuflect to Josh Allen. He did very little to rebuild his defense to, 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 to protect. Let J.C. Jackson walk out the door. He's got Jonathan Jones probably line up against Steph Diggs. Jack Jones is going to get a taste of Buffalo for the first time. Miles Bryant. Imagine they stick Miles Bryant on uh, uh, McKenzie again. Again. He'll oh, torch and, him. And, by the way, he's already gotten pumped by two different mobile quarterbacks this season. And now he gets Josh Allen? Like, why? it makes no sense to me. He's also, by the way, coming on our radio station, making up fake punt scenarios that don't exist. I know, and I thought uh, Andy Hart actually thought he was going to have to apologize for that or explain it. Didn't No one brought it up yesterday. Like, hey, Bill, you got that massively wrong when you were finger-wagging Chris Curtis on yeah. the radio. So I, I, we're supposed to know, Shime. We're supposed to be the Bo- BetQL Boston, the Boston guys who know what's going on in sports betting. I, I can't explain it. I got nothing for you. Other than people think the Bills are sick. They want Belichick at home. I, I don't know. But, I mean, last time I saw these two teams play, um, the Bills kicked their ass. And last year's version of the Patriots is better than this year's version because, as, as Curran said yesterday on our station, this team's just dumber. They make too many mistakes. Like, they're going to go mistake-free against the Bills Thursday night? No, no shot. shot. No and, shot. And, and why would we want Belichick at home? He's been awful at home since Tom Brady left. Like, he's barely above 500. As I, like to me, that's not even a good enough reason anymore. I, it 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 would be one thing if it's Belichick versus a dumb coach who just happens to be coaching a really good football team, but it's not. Sean McDermott has proven he's a pretty good coach. The Bills are an absolute freaking wagon compared to your team. I it just I don't get it, man. I don't. It, none of it makes sense. I understand no Von Miller, but still makes no sense to me. Uh, our rushing total is still at sixty one and a half. Uh, at minus 125, yep. um, so it's a little bit more juiced up, but it's still 
on that number. I still feel comfortable. Oh, the under's minus 105. The, uh, the, the, oh, I'm sorry. The over is still been bet to one, minus yep. 125. So, I mean, it's, it's only going to go up. Uh, I, pl- I put a, a small bet on it yesterday on the under. Uh, I hope we get another yard or two uh, in the next day. Still be, no receptions number, though. They, they, have, they have receiving yards. That receiving yards number has jumped up seven yards since we talked about it yesterday. It should, especially uh, he's, there's a chance. I mean, I, I don't think it's likely, but like, I, I could see a scenario where a couple of series, like Kevin Harris gets the first and second down carries, and then Stevenson comes in on third down. Oh, wow. Okay. Because well, he's, a, he's a great receiver. Oh, he's, he's tremendous. I mean, he's, he's as valuable be- there as running the football at this point, catching the ball in the backfield. Yeah, he's the best dual-threat running back the Patriots have had in, in forever. And um, and so that's why I'm really curious about the rece- receptions number. If that's three and a half, oh, I'm going to hammer that over. Like, it, it's got to be upwards. Of, it's got to be like four and a half, right? I mean, if they open it. <laughs> I'll be. Uh, I will sprint to New Hampshire if it opens up anything shorter than three and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, t- yeah. There's no way it's shorter than three and a half. My guess is it probably opens at three and a half or four and a half. I would take the over on three and a half. I would take the over on four and a half. <laughs> I might actually. Yeah, it feels like a check down type of day. But we, have, we have full. We have full broad, uh, full podcast to break that down tomorrow. Subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcast, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Uh, we have figured out what our schedule will be. We do not want Chris Shine to miss the soccer on Saturday morning. So we'll do our podcast tomorrow for Patriots and Bills. Friday, mega podcast, reacting to Pats and Bills, and then jumping right into our picks and props for Week 13 in the National Football League. Uh, I went one and two. I got one point, Shine. What, what did you – who goes first this week? You go first, Mark. Why, why would that be? <laughs> you going to make me say it? Say it! No, I don't say it. I went 0-3. It's early. Okay, well, we'll do it, but listen, that's... But yeah, but you've been like 19-0 in hockey bets since then. That's true. I have been kicking ass in hockey bets, so... uh, No hockey bets tonight, taking the night off. Uh, I'm going to freshen up, get ready for uh, football tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, you sure need it. All right, Shine, we will uh, talk tomorrow morning promptly at about uh, 10-10. Thank you, buddy. Sounds good, Mutt. See you then.